0: this episode is brought to you by the deeper christian life network the deeper christian life network is an online network designed for mentoring and connection among those who want to deepen their spiritual walk The network includes exclusive masterclasses that you can take at your own pace and much more. The masterclasses are conference messages based on themes and or letters in the New Testament that cannot be accessed anywhere else. The network opens up for registration periodically throughout the year. Go to thedeeperchristianlife.com and check out samples and join the waitlist if you're interested. Hi, friends. Welcome to another edition of the Christ Is All podcast. This episode will probably be the most difficult for me to communicate clearly. I have wanted to speak on this particular subject for a while now. I feel the need to address it. It's been provoked by many conversations I've had with a number of different people who I know. It's also been provoked by many comments I see by various individuals most of whom I do not know, but they are in my orbit. I'm going to struggle to be as clear as possible, and my concern is that what I will say may be misunderstood. So I will try to put as many qualifiers in it as I can. First of all, I really don't know who I'm talking to. This podcast is listened to by many, many people from all over the world. Not so much on YouTube, but on the other podcast platforms. If you're someone who has been a recipient of my ministry for any length of time, you know that what makes me tick, the foundation of my ministry, as well as the central theme of all that I have written and spoken over the years, is God's eternal purpose and the fullness of Jesus Christ. And if you're someone who is new to my work, and you do not know what I mean by the eternal purpose or the fullness of Christ, I offer you three resources. One, the book From Eternity to Here, which is an unfolding of God's timeless purpose from Genesis to Revelation. Two, the book entitled Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom. And three, there is a page on my website called The Eternal Purpose. Just go to frankviola.org forward slash eternal purpose. All the links to these resources are will appear in the show notes in Podbean. Now I want to talk to you about the pitfalls, or the perils, of listening to so many voices. And I think the best way to illustrate what I mean is to give you an image of three different painters, three artists who paint on three different canvases. And so I'll walk you through each one. Now the canvas in every scenario represents God's ultimate passion that which is foremost in the heart of our Lord, his central thought. And so each of the three painters is going to paint an image that will represent what they believe to be God's ultimate passion. Now, if you were to survey a thousand Christians and ask them, what is God's ultimate passion, you'd get 2,000 different answers. All right, let's look at the first canvas. Now on the first canvas, the painter is painting an image of a tomato and he only has one color on his palette and that color is red. So he paints a red tomato. There are no other colors that he has at his disposal. It's simply a red tomato. Now the color red represents those who only listen to one person or one group of people who are part of a denomination or a movement, or a coalition, and all of those people are all essentially saying the same thing. They all paint with one color, and in this example, that color is red. Let me give you one scenario. I'm thinking of a large movement that's led by a group of men. They all speak in the same conferences, and those conferences draw thousands of people. And they've managed to leverage social media in very effective ways. And for this particular movement, the red tomato represents God's glory. That's what they believe to be the Lord's ultimate passion. Now, there are many different movements who paint different images. Some movements paint a yellow lemon on their canvas. And those people believe God's ultimate passion is faith. Others paint a purple plum, only one color, one image. And for that group, God's ultimate passion is signs, miracles, and wonders. The point is that this first painter only paints one image and he uses only one color. And the followers of movements like these only see one color, whether it's a red tomato or a purple plum or a yellow lemon. They only use and consume one color of paint to keep with the metaphor. They don't read or listen to anyone else outside of their small coalition or movement or denomination. All right, I hope that's clear. Now let's shift over to the second painter and the second canvas. Now this second canvas is, if you can imagine it, made up of all different colors. 47 to be exact. You've got blue and different shades of blue. You've got green and different shades of green you've got yellow, and orange, and black, you've got brown, etc. and different shades of each. 47 different colors and they're all painted on that one canvas in a random, nebulous, haphazard, incoherent, incongruent way. Now if you were to look at that second canvas, you can't make out any image from it. It's just a bunch of colors almost as if they were splashed on that canvas chaotically. Now, this second canvas, brothers and sisters, represents the Christian who listens to dozens of different teachers and reads dozens of different authors from different movements, different denominational backgrounds, from different Christian networks, etc. And, of course, they usually gravitate toward the newest thing that's out there, the hottest thing on the Christian market. And if they were to look at all these different colors represented by these different teachers, they would find that there's some overlap, but there's also many contradictions. The blue clashes with the orange, the brown clashes with the green, and on and on. And most important, there is no image. I would say that even Frank Viola's color is one of the colors on the canvas. But there are so many other authors and speakers as well. And as I said, some overlap and some clash. When I talk to people who are represented by the second painter and the second canvas, there's no central theme that drives them and makes them tick. Theologically and spiritually, they're all over the place. And the result is that they are seeking, but they aren't quite sure what they are seeking exactly. They may try to express it in words, but even that gets confusing. Sisters and brothers, the second canvas screams confusion. They are learning, but never coming to the knowledge of God's ultimate passion. Now let's move over to the third canvas and the third painter. This is a painter who only has two dominating colors on his palette. And those colors are gray and green. And this painter is painting a very clear palm tree. And the top of the palm tree is green, which includes the leaves and the branches, and the trunk of the palm tree is gray. Now remember, each canvas represents what a Christian believes God's ultimate passion to be. For the third painter, the green on that palm tree represents the eternal purpose of God, and the trunk represents the fullness of Jesus Christ. And in my apprehension, and in my comprehension, and in my understanding, you cannot separate the eternal purpose from the fullness of Christ. They belong together. They are both part of God's ultimate passion. Now here's the interesting thing. Not only does this third portrait make use of more than one color, this third portrait also dips into some other colors from time to time. It will utilize a little orange, a little blue, a little yellow, a little brown, a little purple, etc. But it will only use those colors minimally, slightly, and very deliberately for one purpose. To enhance the palm tree. I hope you're following that. These other colors are used minimally, deliberately, and slightly for one purpose to enhance the green and gray palm tree, to make it more elegant, more beautiful, more appealing. Let's go back and review the three different canvases. We've got the first canvas, a red tomato. It only uses one color. This represents those Christians who only listen to and read one person or an echo of that one person. The second canvas is made up of a chaotic batch of 47 different colors, randomly splattered onto the canvas. You cannot make sense of what it is. There is no discernible image at all. The third canvas uses two colors that dominate the portrait. The portrait is clearly a palm tree, but it also has some other colors used minimally, slightly, and for detail to enhance the palm tree. So I will get personal here. I am someone who does not fall into the first canvas. I do not relegate what I consume spiritually to one voice or one voice that's echoed by a number of other voices. I do not paint with one color. Secondly, while I may listen to and read a wide range of authors and listen to a wide range of teachers spanning the history of Christianity from the early church fathers all the way up until the present day, I don't splash their colors on my canvas, creating an incoherent portrait made up of 47 different hues. Instead, I have a clear image in my mind whenever I paint. It's a palm tree made up of only two colors Green and gray. In 1992, I had a Copernican revolution, and that's when I discovered God's eternal purpose. I also discovered the fullness of Jesus Christ. That is, Christ as all. Christ as the sum of all spiritual things. The centrality, the supremacy, and the absolute preeminence of Jesus Christ. That Christ is what all Scripture points to, the passion of God's heart. And he's more than Savior, he's more than Lord, he's more than Deliverer, he's more than Healer, etc. Jesus Christ is all, everything else is commentary. And now you know where the title of this podcast comes from. And from that day forward, in 1992, I started painting with two colors only. But I didn't stop there. Let me see if I can explain this. As I have listened to and read from a diverse number of teachers... Throughout church history, up until the present day, I will only look for and take from their color palette that which enhances the palm tree. I'll give you an example. I have a book in my library. I know the author personally. He's a friend of mine. He was kind enough to endorse one of my books, in fact. His book is very popular. It has sold thousands of copies. And it is a well-written book. And for many readers, they will take the entire book and incorporate all the points and paint them on their canvas. But for me, I only look for and adopt those statements in the book that are useful in enhancing the palm tree. And with this particular book, it came to about four or five pages. Now that doesn't mean that the book isn't useful. It doesn't mean it won't help many people. It has. In fact, many would say it's better than anything I've ever written, and they may be right. But I'm speaking about my experience here. You see, I have a magnetic compass that always points north. It always points to God's eternal purpose and the fullness of Jesus Christ. Anything that I listen to, anything that I read, I'm looking to enhance my understanding of that polar star what I believe to be God's ultimate passion. So when I read books, sometimes I will find a page or two that gives a little insight into God's eternal purpose or the fullness of Christ that I didn't have before. And now I use that small drop of paint to enhance the palm tree on my canvas. The rest of it, I simply don't use. It may help other believers, especially if they are represented by the second canvas. But for me, if it doesn't shed new light on God's eternal purpose or the fullness of Christ, I'm simply not interested in it. Now keep in mind, I'm speaking about theological or spiritual books. Books on health, business, sports, music, etc. fall outside of the scope of this episode. This brings up a peril that I see often. Because I am emphatic about citing my sources in my books, I'll have readers go through every single book that I have cited in one of my other volumes and they will begin to read those books thinking that I endorse everything that's in them not realizing that I may have gotten one or two pages that I found useful because those pages enhance the palm tree on my canvas but everything else in it I didn't find particularly useful and what ends up happening is because they're reading so much and listening to related podcasts from these authors, they get confused. They may or may not realize that they're confused, but they are. Why? Because they do not have a magnetic compass. From the perspective of those who believe that God's ultimate passion is his eternal purpose and the fullness of Christ, they have never had that mind-blowing, life-altering, Revelation of God's purpose and Christ's fullness. So they end up with the second canvas, with a vast array of colors randomly splashed onto the canvas. It makes no sense. There is no portrait. There's no discernible image. It's just a bunch of colors. And sisters and brothers, this is the peril of listening to so many voices. It's not the listening of the voices that's the problem. It's having no filter through which to discern what's useful and what's not. Now, of course, if you're on another tangent and your heart does not beat for the eternal purpose of God, and you don't know what I'm talking about when I say the fullness of Christ, which I realize has to be defined and explained, then that's fine. Every Christian will paint their own canvas which represents what they believe to be God's ultimate passion. For some, it's evangelism. For others, it's making individual disciples. For others, it's God's sovereign glory. For others, it's signs and wonders. For others, it's faith. For others, it's health. For others, it's end time theology, and on and on. For me, those themes are the colors that I use minimally, slightly, and deliberately as fine details to enhance the palm tree, which is dominated by green and gray. Now, don't misunderstand. I'm not telling you what to do here. Neither am I saying that my work or my viewpoint is better than anyone else's. I can only testify to what I have seen and heard. And I've been floored, riveted, arrested, electrified by the eternal purpose of God and the fullness of Christ and I've never recovered from it. And my entire life of reading and listening to other voices is simply to enhance the palm tree, that which I believe to be God's ultimate passion. I'm simply saying to you that if you're someone who has seen, you've gotten a glimpse of the eternal purpose of God, and you have been exposed to a profound unfolding of the Lord Jesus Christ in his fullness, then, sisters and brothers, the message of the third canvas has a lesson for you. There is a pitfall in listening to so many voices. To my mind and in my view, it's dangerous to do so if you do not possess that gyroscope, that magnetic compass that always points north so that you can discard what doesn't point in that direction and only inhale and consume what does. I'll use another illustration, and this one was given to me by a friend. When I decided to create this podcast, I called a friend of mine. If you're living in another part of the world, I rang him up. I phoned him. And this is a man who gets the eternal purpose of God and the fullness of Christ. So I knew he would understand what I was talking about. Therefore, weeks before I made this episode that you are listening to now, I shared all of this with him to get his feedback. And he completely resonated confirming what I was trying to articulate. And he had his own image. It was that of a wheel with a hub and spokes attached to the wheel and the hub. And in his analogy, the hub is the fullness of Christ and the wheel is the eternal purpose. And what we have today on the planet is a situation where countless Christians are listening to so many teachers, reading so many books, listening to so many podcasts by so many different authors. And with the advent of the internet, this is more pronounced than ever. In a way, that's great. I applaud it. For me, I see it as more color to enhance the palm tree. But many Christians do not see it that way. And they've never even thought about it like that. But the point is, all of those spokes would be represented by the various colors in the second canvas. For people who are represented by the third canvas, those colors or spokes enhance the palm tree or the wheel. For those represented by the first canvas, they will only take and consume and use one color and discard the rest. They only have one spoke. For those represented by the second canvas, they will accept and use every single color. But the thing about it is, if you see the hub and you don't understand what the wheel is, then you're left with a bunch of spokes. And spokes cannot take you anywhere. Because I'm so emphatic about the eternal purpose and the fullness of Christ, it's why this podcast exists. It's why the Insurgents podcast exists. It's why my blog and books exist. I can confidently say without shame that you must have the hub and the wheel if you wish to be in the center of God's beating heart join the journey that he wishes to take you on. Now, I hope I've not thoroughly confused you There is the eternal purpose. There is the fullness of Jesus Christ. And if you're one of those people who fits into the first portrait, you've only been listening to one voice and echoes of that one voice and your canvas is made up of only one color. I would challenge you to move outside of your small camp that you've isolated yourself into And branch out and listen to other voices, particularly those who speak on the centrality and supremacy of Christ and who preach and teach on God's eternal purpose in him. And for the masses who are represented by the second canvas, you listen to so many voices, you read so many authors, and in effect what you have is a bunch of spokes, no hub, no wheel. There is no image on your canvas. There's no polar star in your orbit. There's no magnetic compass in your hand. Your canvas is an incoherent, incongruent mess of color. You're not filtering what you're hearing, not just from the Bible. That's a given. I'm talking about the central message of the Bible, which is God's timeless purpose in Christ. Then your canvas is going to be incomprehensible and all you will have in your hand is a bunch of spokes. I would challenge you, To stop reading so many people for a time. Stop listening to so many teachers for a time. How about take a full year off of your reading regimen? A full year off of listening to podcasts and watching YouTube video sermons and messages and only pick one or two that you believe represent the wheel and the hub. That you believe represents those green leaves and branches and that gray trunk of that one single palm tree and get it into your system. Immerse yourself with that message of the fullness of Christ and God's eternal purpose in Him. Then, after that year is up, begin to read and listen to other teachers. But now you will have an unmovable gyroscope, a magnetic compass by which to filter everything else you're listening to and everything else you're reading. And you will probably land in the same place where only those things that highlight God's ultimate passion will be the things you inhale and receive and that you make a part of your portrait. And when I was sharing this with my friend, he said to me, quote, I'm the same way. I am the same way. And for that reason, most books are useless to me. But every once in a while, I'll find one thing or two things or maybe three things that serve to enhance God's eternal purpose. One caution. If you're looking for others who preach and teach on God's eternal purpose, which by the way, they are exotically rare both in the past and today, make sure you don't pick those who are sectarian and elitist. If you know my work, I am highly allergic to sectarianism and elitism, and I've written and spoken a great deal against both. Regrettably, there have been a few who majored in the eternal purpose, who built movements that are highly exclusive, highly sectarian, and elitist. That's the only caution I'll add to this closing. I hope you will allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you and apply this message to your own life. God bless. Hey guys, this is a postscript just before you head out and we part ways. I have created a bundle of free resources. This would include my other podcasts, the YouTube channel, several free ebooks, free seminars, and other free resources. And you can find all of that at frankviola.com. And if you go to frankvella.com, you will see in the top menu a link that says free stuff. You just click on that and you will be taken to the free resources page. Also, a number of you have asked if you could donate to help defray the costs of the podcasts and also to express appreciation for the value that you've been receiving. You're under no obligation to donate. I don't ask for donations, but should you have it on your heart to do so, you can go to frankvella. Dot .us that's frankviola.us and that will take you to a donate page there's three different options you can use to donate all of them simple thank you very much and god bless <laughs>